Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport in partnership with the ECB. Today, bringing you a discussion which first aired during one of the lunch breaks uh, throughout uh, the three test match series that we brought to you on Talk Sport 2 between West Indies and England. The uh, start of it really came from a tweet from Jared Kimber asking the question, if you could make one change to test cricket, what would it be? Got a phenomenal response uh, on social media, so we thought we'd open it up as a conversation within the lunch break. So, um, uh, without further ado, uh, let's bring you that discussion that took place between Neil Manthorpe, uh, Gareth Batty, the uh, interim head coach at Surrey, and, uh, of course, uh, Jarrah Kimber. Uh, The question was, again, what changes would you make to test cricket? And remember, you can get in touch with the show by tweeting us at cricket underscore TS. But without further ado, let's bring you today's following on. We uh, are going to be, I think, treading on potentially very controversial ground. We are not in the business of advocating necessarily any of the changes that we are going to be talking about, potential changes to test cricket. Well, some of them have come from your followers on Twitter and uh, and and follow and listeners on on Talksport because for the last twenty four hours we put the question out there. Apologies if you're listening and you didn't see that and you didn't get to put in your suggestion. Um, I'm going to kick things off by talking about the length of the game on the the um, with the rider that um, let's remember. Very very few of the things that we're going to be talking about uh, have been set in stone. You know, the the game has changed and evolved for 140 years since uh, Test cricket was was first played, albeit backdated because we didn't know we were playing Test cricket 140 years ago. I'm going to start with the length of the game, because 
you know, it's it's interesting that traditionalists say, oh, well, no, it's five days, that's it, it's non-negotiable. Well, test cricket's been played over three days, four days, five days, six days, and timelessly, um, famously. And it would make a massive amount of sense financially if the game was played, test cricket was played over four days. Then you would be able to have a three-match series, for example, in three weeks, uh, quite simple, you would start on Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, move on on Monday and yeah, put more overs in. The, so that, interestingly, Jared Kimber and Gareth Baddy, is, um, is um, a change which is supported by the majority of chess-playing nations because the, the, the poorer nations, um, yeah, from Sri Lanka to South Africa to, to Pakistan um, and, in the, and Zimbabwe, obviously, and they would be very happy to play four-day test matches. Um, and South Africa were at the forefront of the last ICC meeting of advocating that as a change. They also said that it should be up to the host nation whether they choose to play over four days or five days. So nobody's saying the ashes... Um, or, or, or India, England, or India, Australia should be played over four days. But the majority of nations who need to try and fit in their bilateral series in and around the franchise, IPL, they say, let's play over four days and leave it up to us. I'll throw that to you, first of all, Jared. Yeah, my original tweet was, if essentially, how would you redesign it if you were designing it from scratch today? I love five-day tests. Honestly, I love timeless tests but i don't think it actually is going to fit into mo the modern world what would work far better for test cricket is if every test match was played over the weekend was played at night um obviously there's a few other changes that have to make that perfect and as you said thursday to sunday makes a lot of sense so i was more looking at it from that perspective of there are a lot of things and you you and i know this we've both written books about the history of cricket matters there's a lot of things that happen in cricket largely by accident uh, that still exists today because the game is so old. So it, you know, one of the oldest ones is the um, uh, substitutes in, in cricket. We don't have substitutes. One of the reasons we don't have substitutes is cricket was already a professional game in England for about 70 years before any sport actually started using substitutes. So we never brought them in. So we still have a situation now where the opposition's fast bowler gets injured in the first over and you're down a player and you can't bring someone off the bench. Um, so as far as the four days goes, I can understand 100% why boards would want to do this and i think from a marketing sales um calendar perspective it would make sense the reason they haven't done it really is because they're afraid that the fans will be very upset because we have come accustomed to five-day tests even though we've had a four-day test of recent times against ireland england ireland there was a six-day test um in the world uh was it australia versus the world 11 was that a six-day test um, and when was the last six-day test in, in normal crew? It was early 80s, late 70s. Um, so the five days is a fairly modern uh, invention anyway. And uh, most tests don't make it to five days regardless. So uh, if you fitted extra overs into the four days, you could then have that sort of golf thing where everything would finish on a Sunday night. But, of course, cricket never finishes on time or when you want it to anyway. Television production companies would love it. Gareth, what do you think about well, nobody As I said, nobody's saying that the Ashes, for example, should be, should be played over four days. But what do you think about the host board having the the right or the option to, to say, actually, we're going to play this series as four-day test matches? I get the financial arguments. Um, I get the the understanding of, of fans coming in, etc. Um, but the reason test cricket is has its name a test, it's because it, it is the only game that goes five days. 
I assume that you're both going to say, well, there's no other game that goes four days. But I think the five days is, is a big thing to take somebody five days and break them down physically, mentally, test of skill. I think we need to expand on that to make it more exciting. Have the ability to play the five days. Don't withdraw that. But somehow dress it up that it's probably going to be four days and we accept that it's four. But have the option to totally dismantle somebody in five is more where I'm going with it from a a purist of the game. I, I feel like that is its greatest challenge. I'll say one thing. We're really only talking about the difference between 400 overs and 450 because any four-day plan would probably be a 100-over day at, at that stage as well. So it isn't as big a change as, as maybe other people would let's say. say. So, let's so say 100 overs dilutes the quality. Cause but, it's an but extra let's say overs. Ireland or Afghanistan, with respect, or Zimbabwe. Um, I don't even know if they still play test cricket. But um, they have test status. Let's say they came. England said, let's, let's play two test matches against Afghanistan. Uh, because, you know, for the exposure, we haven't played them in a test cricket. You wouldn't advocate playing two tests over five days, would you? Surely. Yeah, because out of respect for Afghanistan. I'm, in, I'm inviting them over to play test cricket. I'm not going to say, well, you're not good enough to play five days. That's disrespectful. What, what, that's, you're starting on the wrong footing. For me, I'm saying everybody is equal. It's five days. We need to get some kind of a deal because I'm very forward-thinking modern world. I get the four days, the, the people coming through the gates and all this sort of a thing, but can we still have five on the back burner? And never charge anybody five, which we don't anyway. I don't know. I've not thought about it enough to understand, but I don't want to take that fifth day away if it's required. We know more often than not it isn't. (laughs) Okay, let's move on then to uh, injury substitutes. Um, As Jared said, you know, um, it wasn't until over 70 years ago that that football had any substitutes. you know, and and, and it, a it bit was before it was eighteen sixties that football got them in, but not all sports got them in. Uh, rugby union's only quite recent to that. Uh, football was the first one, but it was cricket had been professional for seventy years before football right. um, came about. Well, it, well, okay, well, it was it was about two, Andrew McKenna will be able to give me the exact month in which rugby substitutions, but but I I remember they were only you used to have a doctor on the sideline who had to. Um, positively identify that a player was injured before the substitute was allowed on. And that was probably 20 years ago, Maka. Yeah. So what about that? What about injury replacements, um, you know, up to whatever, what, what three, four, in a, in a test match? I take it a step further. It's not even injury replacement. You name 13, sir. There's always two sat on the bench. And you can have rolling subs. At any point, that's your team. You're now a, you're you mean now you a could bring him on and then sub him off again? Yep. Yeah, I don't think you but can have injury. But you've got injury. eight in the, in the... You've got eight sub-options. So it's a 13-man game, yeah. but 11 bat. Yeah, so put six or eight. Yeah, you're only 11 on the field at any one time, but you can... It's almost like rolling subs, but you're limited to six subs during the five days. Are you just putting that out there, or are you advocating it? I think it's a great idea. You've got straight away... You have your duty of care with fast bowlers mm. that they're never going to bowl as many overs as they've always been prescribed. So they're going to bowl less than they go bowl faster. You've already got a spectacle for the kid on the boundary never actually sees the ball until it is the keeper's gloves. Wow. Straight away, everybody loves a fast bowler. You can rotate them on and off, so you've got duty of care there. You'll also get batters then who are pushing to be better fielders, etc., etc. You're not going to... You go away from the sort of genuine all-rounders, genuine all-rounders, but... You go away Different from that pieces. hole, you've got a batter who can't really yeah. ball spin. It burns me every time I see it. He's not really a spinner, but we pick him because he bowls a bit. It's nonsense. It burns me. I hate it. So have your genuine spinner there. You get spinners into the game. You can bring them in and out of the game. And I'd go a step further. Allow anybody that bowls 57 miles per hour, per hour or less, they can have as many degrees as they want. 
<laughs> so they can throw it. You can throw it. <laughs> Only if you're slow. You can throw it slowly. Slow throws. It's got to be 57 miles an hour or less. What speed did you bowl? I wouldn't bowl 57 miles an hour. I can't even imagine 57 miles an hour. But well, Craig Brathwaite. I would imagine it's... Bowled a delivery at that speed yes, yesterday. M- majority of very average spinners are bowl between 52 and 53, 54. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with... I'm not on that one. <laughs> but I'm with bats on, on, on the substitutions because especially in, in certain formats of the game, I want to see the best against the best. I don't want to see your fifth bowler bowling just because we came up with an arbitrary one-day rule. And even in test cricket, I think it's the same. Also... If we're going to have substitutions, it can't be injury substitutions because every fast bowler is injured at all times. Uh, you could fi- I could find a reason right now why any fast bowler out on that field should not be bowling. We could get a substitution. If it's going to be subs- there's no. as far as I'm aware, since rugby changed its uh, laws, laws or rules? Laws, awesome. Got that one right. Was this Bloodgetter we're talking about? Um, oh, right. So since rugby changed their rules, I don't think there's been a sport that has allowed substitutions purely for injury. Every other sport has substitutions because they have a bench built into them. Um, and I think if cricket's going to go down that path, that's a little bit different. I know concussion substitutes are a little bit different in cricket um, as well. But I, I think I've got no problem with uh, going down that particular path um, uh, for cricket. I think, for, honestly, I know we're talking about test cricket here, but I think for T20 cricket, having a squad of 15 players and, and having five good bowlers and 10 good batters is a far better contest to watch than, than the, the current um, system we have. Just for those who aren't aware of this, um, Bats, your enthusiasm for, for substitutions actually may have come about in the last couple of years with your um, with following second 11 cricket, um, championship second 11 cricket, because a lot of listeners won't know that that, that is actually been happening for a couple of years. Well, it happened first time last year, mm. um, and it's a bit of a head-scratching situation initially. You start off with, um, let's say, seven pro players, a couple of academy lads, and then a couple of possibly trialists. Um, at the end of day two, the first-team squad is being selected, and you lose three players overnight, and this was both teams. And the first time, you kind of go, hang on a minute, we started with, I started with seven bowlers, now I've got three bowlers and I've not got an opening batter I've not got this I've not got that and it's a bit head scratchy all of a sudden the penny drops wow what a brilliant opportunity to get another young player in so you've you've already had two days of assessing the surface if it spins get yourself a spinner in if you can possibly get him there if it's as flat as your hat it might be an opportunity to get your young batter in and actually get some lads who bowl a bit faster than he's ever faced in a good environment because the surface is good might be something in between where you get a pitch that does a bit and you've got a young fellow you've seen as a 16-year-old that might just have some English condition skill about him that you can get him in all of a sudden. Just a way of accelerating the growth of players within a protected environment works. What we're talking about now is actually going get 13 so that we're protecting the skill sets of the game because you can have a genuine spinner that doesn't need to bat, doesn't need to field particularly, but is a very good spinner. Everybody wants to see that. Everybody wants to see the best of the best. This way, you are... Well, how many times have... And this is people, hopefully, listening in the cars or wherever. You, you're playing on a Saturday and you go, oh, I wish I had one more fielder. This is kind of taking it a step further. I wish I had one more option on this surface to bowl or another option to bat. I've just had an email from uh, Hugh Turberville, the editor of uh, The Cricketer magazine, um, which I shall read. He's... Um, He's, I can just see from two bullet points here, he's mentioned overrates and pitches. 
Um, so uh, I probably don't need to read the message. I think we probably know what Hugh's <laughs> going to be uh, go, anxious about there. But I just wanted to go. So we're, we're talking about two different things. If you were re- or if you were designing the game from scratch, test cricket, the game of test cricket from scratch, then you would make some very very fundamental changes. Uh, you probably wouldn't even have turf pitches, but you would certainly have an astro astroturf outfield. I think that having an artificial pitch would so fundamentally alter the game. I mean, natural deterioration of an organic surface is crucial, fundamental to everything about test cricket. But they already have him at Surrey. What are you talking about? His club's got artificial wickets. Every uh, no, no, but not. No, is but, it every? But you guys had them first, didn't but you? But you're not going to. We're we talking about test cricket. We're talking about test cricket. We don't play games on. No, but exactly. So, so how about? How many times have we seen Test cricket delayed because of a wet outfield? Yeah. But if we had an AstroTurf outfield and just um, a drop-in pitch like they have in Australia, that would make huge amount of sense. All the international grounds in England, if not barring maybe one or two county grounds, have this thing called ring drains, which is a drain around the square which takes all the moisture away when it rains. So in theory, unless you have a massive deluge, which even on synthetic I don't think you're getting back on, there, but there will be some kind Puddles. of drama, I'm sure, yeah. Um, you get back on pretty quickly now. But, and this is where every groundsman in the country ears prick up, I'm going to make a massive statement. The pitches are getting worse because of that uh, ring drain. They are now getting flatter, more boring as the game goes, as opposed to deteriorating and accelerating the game, which is all, we all want to go see three and four, odd one bounces over somebody's head, next one grubs, then it spins. We want to see all these facets of the game. Take ring drains out, stick synthetic in, I'm with you, Manus. Uh I take it a step further. We we probably wouldn't use a leather ball if we were redesigning cricket from today, would we? Uh, well, you better explain that. I I don't think with the with baseball the, uses leather. They're made of leather, aren't they? Yeah, they still are. They yeah. still are. Although to be honest, they've been looking at um, changing as well. Most of, most of the other sports have changed. I think away from leather balls. We're one of the few that have kept it. Um, so I think when you're talking about those sort of synthetic um, ideas, I could understand that. Now I don't think there is another thing that is. Well, we certainly haven't trialled anything that is any way going to replicate what a ball does, which is the degrading, um, uh, the way it degrades. But if you were redesigning from today, you'd probably be looking at roofs, right? You'd be looking at synthetic outfields, and you'd probably be looking at something that wasn't leather um, when it comes to cricket balls, would be my guess. But, uh, you know, I don't know exactly what those, uh, you know what that would be with the ball, if there's any other uh, thing that's out there. But, um, you know, in the future... Uh, Jason Gillespie's already talked about this as a vegan, hasn't he? he? He doesn't like the idea of us keeping leather balls. Yeah, and, and carnivores laugh at that. But, you know, it's just... It is... There's <laughs> you do owe me a burger. Have Gareth, we mentioned Gareth, that? <laughs> Gareth is laughing at that. No, it, OK, leave out the veganism um, and the vegetarianism and the carnivorous. But... Um, but they go out of shape. Well, as long is. as, as long as you are still able to maintain the condition of the ball to suit what you want it to do, I wouldn't have a problem with that. There has to be deterioration, one in the surface over the period of time from start to finish. There has to be deterioration of the ball up until you take the new one at the eighty overs. You have to keep the uh, the obvious. Um, beauty of the game I think that is that it, there's a real skill to bowl with an old ball how many guys can you say on one hand ball brilliantly with an old ball and the obvious ones spring to mind there ain't many because it's a wonderful skill we need to see more of that um, is it possible to manipulate that with a different kind of a synthetic ball if that, in, if that makes our beautiful game better then cool go with it uh, how about Gareth 
And uh, seriously, you have to think about this because you might not have considered that. But how about each team at the beginning of an innings is given two balls, and uh, and and that's it. That, that at the beginning, at the beginning of the innings, and you can you can use them at any time. You don't have to give one up after a certain number of overs. You just get two balls, and you can use the first one whenever you want to, and you can keep the second, or you can. You use new balls at both ends if you think that's going to suit you. Um, or you can have one that uh, is going to be, you're going to try and work on for reverse swing. And Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so you're saying uh, first innings here, dual route wins the toss. There's no new ball after 80 overs. You just right. get two new you ones two at the beginning. You, you can use them you whenever you like. Interesting concept. But if you're playing in England, you just two new balls. The game's done in 40 overs. I think, I think you just did Gareth Batty out of a job. <laughs> I can imagine in a lot of places, England, South Africa, New Zealand, uh, we're not going to get too many spinners. I actually like the general concept because think about it strategically, right? You come to a I'm pitch. I'm a coach, my friend. <laughs> you come to it. Well, now you are, yeah. You, you come to it from a, from a strategic point of view of like, okay, we'll use the first new ball for 30 overs. Uh, we've got them four down. Do we go to the second new ball here? Um, but I do think it would ruin spinners. Uh, a lot of people uh, from this tweet uh, suggested new balls at uh, 40, 45, 50, 55 overs. The Invincibles beat England in 1948 with um, a new ball every 55 overs, and they uh, absolutely destroyed with a lot of seam bowling. This is my point with the spinners. Allow finger spinners. I mean, I, I went to the bad extreme of saying you can throw it. I didn't mean that. But rather than 15 degrees, let's go to 30 degrees. Let's, it, I tell you now, if you run up and try and bung it, unless you're a kid, it is very, very difficult to do. And yet you go to Sri Lanka, you go to India. There are guys that you get net bowlers who are probably better than most international players playing now, but they're not allowed because it's fractionally illegal. I promise you it will be one heck of a spectacle. And it is incredibly difficult to gain those skill sets which then we're negating the whole ball situation because all of a sudden we know that batters have got better, pitches have got better, there are better techniques for, for facing spin over and above. But you get a brilliant one. We always rip the batters to shreds. You don't need to rig the pitch. Just allow them a little bit extra leeway. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. What about allowing within limitations, and you can specify what those limitations are, um, changing the condition of the ball. Okay, so allowing ball tampering, but using only uh, natural substances uh, like... uh, The ICC have been doing this for 40 years. I mean, they've been allowing ball tampering for 40 years. Okay, no, have but, stamped it out years ago. But, but <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Right, she's just saying, okay, look, you can... Well, they said you can't use saliva now, which is fair enough, I think. That's a bacteria issue. So you can use perspiration, but you can... So you can, you can use your thumbnail. You can, you can scratch the seam. You can, you can uh, scratch the, the quarter seam, encourage reverse swing and... Yeah, I understand Just legalise it. it. I, I think that we'll get a lot of players with incredibly long um, fingernails. And also, I think we'll get a lot of dull cricket because sometimes when they tamper with the ball, uh, it, it, they'll ruin the condition of the ball and it won't do anything from that point forward. So I think that that's a dangerous thing. Also, I think the fingernail thing is uh, a legitimate uh, question with that. But the ICC has turned an eye on this. I mean, Faf Plessy was given a similar f- um, penalty for having the wrong colour shoelaces as he was for tampering with the ball. Um, they've essentially allowed a tampering with the ball at test match uh, level more often than not. They've made it hard, and that you don't let you do it in the open, but essentially people are doing what they want with balls. Well, already. the problem with the, those sanctions is that it's uh, they're very often um, reputation-based. You know, I don't think the captain of uh, the Afghanistan team would have got the similarly light sanction if he'd been caught tampering with the ball. So we started the whole conversation talking about uh, bringing more finance in and making it a better spectacle. After 25 overs, at any point then, up until new ball, you've got a 10-minute window. The captain goes up to the umpire. They start the clock. It goes off with a buzzer. You can do whatever you want for 10 minutes with the ball. Buzzer goes off, then stick to the rules again. But you get a 10-minute window to try and alter, do whatever you feel like is going to be most appropriate. The crowd know it. There's a big clock in the corner going doof, 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 doof. Right, now back to normal. Be amazing. I like that. We that's, need more countdowns. That's sexy. All right, we've got 30 seconds now. Uh, really, 30 seconds each on the toss. Should we still have this coin toss, or should the visiting team get to, to do the toss? Should it alternate? How should it work? I think the visiting team should be able to do what they want to do. It will stop surfaces being rigged for home advantage. 
I think that's the most logical one. I, th- there was a guy who wrote on cricket for a couple of statisticians from America who wrote about um, having an auction at the toss where both teams could actually you know, bid for it and give runs to the opposition um, in order to get the toss, which is also quite interesting. How does that work? We're... So you put in a... Bl- I, I, I've got to read the full article because I haven't read it in a, in a little while. Um, but you can essentially say, well, we, we think that winning the toss is worth 40 runs. So we're going to say 40 runs and the opposition go, well, we think it's worth... 50 runs, and they get it. And so the, uh, the, they give gift 50 runs to the opposition when they start, and they decide to bat or bowl whatever they, whatever they believe. I'm going to have to apply my mind to that one. It's like, <laughs> it's like spread betting, sporting index back in the day, isn't it? You put a spread on somebody's average and you buy them or sell them. Well, that's it for another edition of Following On. Thanks uh, for listening. And if you ever have any ideas for guests or have questions for uh, the likes of Steve Harmison or Neil Manthorpe, feel free to tweet me at... Fulham John or via at cricket underscore TS and uh, either I or one of the team will make sure that your questions are read out uh, on the show at the earliest convenience. Also, please take the time to leave a review and if you're already a subscriber then tell your mates to do the same and if you want more content from the likes of Steve Harmison then head over to his YouTube channel and tell him I sent you. Thanks for listening to Following On. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.